You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, listen, we are so blessed this morning. I know it's been a busy, busy week for Harvest Bible Church. A lot of things going on. A lot of things have been happening. But, uh, uh, you know, and it's, it's Pastor Keith and Sharon Higginbotham here from uh, Bangkok, Thailand. They do pastor a church there. They do run Rama uh, uh, Bible College there. They've been in Thailand for over 30 years and uh, as missionaries and being a tremendous blessing. They were actually supposed to be here with us, I think, two years ago in July, <laughs> but COVID decided to stop that. So, uh, but you know what? It's such a blessing to have min- missionaries and ministries from around the world. And yes, we do support them monthly. And they're precious, and we do want to. They're blessings. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're great ground. And uh, I, I tell you, God is, is doing good things all over the world. Isn't it good to know that God loves the whole world? And uh, we're blessed for them to be here and to just uh, share the word of God. Like I said, he's a pastor. He can share. And they're going to tell you what's kind of going on there and, and what you guys are involved with and how you're supporting and being a blessing to what God is doing there. So what I want you to do is give an incredibly warm welcome to this wonderful couple here. Praise God. Pastor Keith and Jim, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Mark. Amen. Well, it's so good to be here. I'm going to let my wife say a few things, or I'm not going to let her, but she's going to do it anyway. But <laughs> Better straighten that out real quick. <laughs> thank you for correcting that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I want to say thank you to Pastors Mark and Pamela for Amen. a great hospitality and warm welcome. Thank you all so much for your prayers and for your support. We appreciate you. Amen. We love you, and we thank you for what you're doing here and for helping us for what we're doing there. And so I'm just going to keep it short and sweet and turn it over to Pastor All right, Keith. babe. Thank you. Amen. Well, it is good to be here. Thank God for my wife. She's kept me out of trouble many times. Amen. All the time, she says. Oh, no, not all the time. Thank you. Well, she's tried to do it all the time. Amen. No, but thank God for a good wife. You know, you move halfway around the world in a different culture, different country, different language, different everything. You need a good mate to be with you and help you and, and uh, keep you straight sometimes. Amen. And that's probably true here too. But no, we are so uh, grateful to be here and uh, we're glad to be able to come and worship God with you. Excellent worship. Uh, I just so enjoy worshiping God when it's all about Him, you know. And uh, that just blesses me so much. And uh, but no, it's uh, we are so grateful to be able to be a part of your church as you support us. We represent you halfway around the world and things that God is doing over there. And so I want to begin with a brief update of what's going on, and then we'll share the word. And so, of course, we've been in Thailand just about over thirty years, a little bit over, and. Uh, it's just been a wonderful time, and we are currently directors of Rama Thailand, Rama Myanmar, and we have five campuses over there throughout the, the country of Thailand, and then one in Myanmar, as it's five total. And, uh, you know, it's just been going really well. Even during this COVID time, our, our uh, student registration has gone up, Amen. and, uh, you know, it's just been increasing. And, uh, and so we're, we're just blessed to be a part of what God is doing over there, and the... Um, uh, the five campuses. There's been about 70 churches started by our graduates so far, Amen. and uh, five different nations. They've gone down to different places. Most of our students are not from our own churches, but from other groups, other denominations. 
And so they come, and we just train them and, and love on them and encourage them and impart into them the things that Rama has to impart into people. And, uh, you know, these 70-plus churches, they just gone out and planted those churches. They didn't ask us for anything. Uh, there were about two churches we helped out a little bit. But they just stepped out in faith and followed the Holy Spirit and started those churches, and, and, uh, and they're doing well. And, and uh, so our, uh, we have one campus in the, in the city of Yangon. It's the capital of Myanmar. And it's, uh, it's going well. It's been going for about 10 years now. And we were getting ready to start a, a second campus in the second largest city of Myanmar, in Mandalay. And uh, that was, uh, we j- I just went there and had a meeting with all the key leaders in that city. And we agreed we're going to do a series of three seminars and then start the Bible school. And then COVID showed up. So we had to delay all that. But uh, I was just talking to one of our key leaders for the Myanmar side of our ministry uh, before we came to the States. And, you know, is it, what's it looking like this year to get back in the country and all that? And he says, well, it's not looking very good right now. <laughs> and so uh, the, the two cities that we primarily work in. Uh, there's bombings every day. There's a civil war going on. I don't know if you've heard the news, but the uh, the uh, military leaders came in and, and held a coup and took the country back over. And really, they were always in control in the background. But they just decided to come back to the forefront, took the country over. And, uh, you know, we have graduates. Uh, we have one of our Bible ca- uh, campuses is on the Thai-Burmese border. And so we have students from both sides, the, from Thailand, who are Myanmar people in Thailand, and also from the uh, Burmese side. And uh, so we have people working on both sides trying to help and bring relief to those because they're, they're bombing these villages and they're, and they're having to flee out into the jungles and just survive. And they, you know, they, just, they can't take anything with them other than what they can just grab with their hands when, when the airplanes come. And, and so, uh, uh, but uh, we have our graduates working on both sides trying to get food in and blankets, mosquito nets, all this stuff in so that they can, uh, you know, survive in those jungles. And uh, thankfully, praise God, none of our... Uh, alumni have been uh, killed by the bombings or been hurt, uh, and so they are involved in, in helping them and uh, bringing relief to them, and we're just believing God that that is going to end soon, and we'll be able to get back in there and continue the work of God and just uh, support the alumni that we have inside the country as best we can from, from, from within Thailand, and, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we just keep going forward and just trusting God and and, uh, but, but it's been good. It's been good uh, as far as the ministry. And, you know, God has showed himself so faithful. And, you know, COVID came, the, the Civil War came, the coup came inside Myanmar. But, uh, you know, God's just been good to us and to our folks and been able to protect us and help us to be a blessing. And so we're, we're grateful for that. And uh, so we, uh, that's, that's one of our main ministries there, is, of course, is training leaders in, the, in these five Bible schools. And, of course, we have a church planting program that we started we launched a couple years ago and you know these 70 churches that started it, they really started without a an intentional effort you know we just brought took students in and trained them and part into them whatever you know god would would want to put into them in, in addition to the normal curriculum and they just go out and start churches but then the lord dealt with me a few years ago about four years ago to start uh, preparing and researching to start a, a, a church planting initiative where we are going to intentionally start Rama churches throughout these two countries. And so we, we did some study and some research, and I went and did, took some courses and additional training. Because, you know, start a church planting project, that's a whole other ministry in and of itself. And, uh, and so we, we, we prepared and we began to launch that. And as soon as we began to launch it, we sent our first couple out, the COVID came. And so, uh, but they've been holding their own. They, they're up in the northern part of the northeast of Thailand along the Laotian border. And uh, we have plans to start a, a Bible school for the Laotians. Also on the Thai side, we can't go inside Laos. 
Uh, they won't let us go inside and do ministry there. So, but they will allow the Laotians to come across the Thai border into Thailand. And so we're, our, our goal is to have a Bible school up there eventually for the Laotian ministers. And, uh, but our couple that we sent up there, uh, they're doing well. Even in the midst of COVID, they've grown to about 30 people now. And, uh, and so we just continue to believe God with them and, and, and just get this COVID thing over and gone past and uh, start planting more churches. Amen. And uh, so it's, it's going well. We do a lot of book translation. We've got about 14 of Brother Hagen's books translated in the Thai language. We've got one translated in, in the Myanmar language. We're working on a second one. Uh, we've got uh, graduates in Pakistan, if you can believe that. Uh, they, they, they fled Pakistan and tried to get refugee status in Thailand. And, and, and we thought, well, they, they started coming to our church. And we thought, well, they're here. Let's get them in the Bible school. There's no telling where they're going to go around the world. Let's get the Word of God in them. Get them in the Bible school. So we had a church member who sponsored them, all of the families to go through Bible school. And uh, we got the Word in them and trained them for ministry. Out of those five families, only one received refugee status and uh, is on their way to the States or Canada. I'm not sure where, where they finally decided he was going. But, but the other four families returned to Pakistan. And so they are, they're doing ministry and translating books. And so we've got three of Brother Hagin's books translated in the Urdu language that are being distributed in Pakistan. In fact, we've got one book in the printer right now, getting ready to print that book. It's, it's a reprint, a second printing of that book. And so, you know, I could just keep going on and on about so much that's taking place uh, in that part of the world. But we just so want to thank you so much for your part in sowing and giving. And, you know, we're all the body of Christ. We're working together as a team. Part of the team's here. Part of the team's over there. And, uh, but we're all working toward the same goal, and that's to fulfill the Great Commission. Win the lost, make disciples, train leaders, and plant churches. And, and that is our vision, very, very clear and simple biblical vision. Win the lost, make disciples, train leaders, and plant churches. And uh, that's what we're going to continue to work to do. Amen. And I want to share a word with you today called maintain a strong spirit. And, you know, as a Christian, of course, we all understand there's a spiritual aspect to our lives. You know, many times Christians are born again, and they get so excited about the things of God. They get so excited about the new life, and, and they're, they're getting revelation, and things are happening. And, but it's important to maintain that throughout our lives, throughout our Christian walk. And many times, you know, we get so busy at the things of life, and things are going on, and challenges, and this and that. And without realizing it, sometimes we forget to maintain a strong spirit. In order, in order to live the successful Christian life in this world today, we must maintain a strong spirit. You know, God created us to be spirit, soul, and body. And, and, and we are to live our, our life, our spiritual life, out of our spiritual man. But it's human nature to default to the natural. It's human nature to get back to the natural thinking, natural abilities, natural strengths. And, and so we have to make a determined effort to stay focused on the spiritual side of life also while not neglecting the natural side of life. Because there is a natural side. And we must, we must you know, be aware of that and take care of that also. But to live the Christian life, it, it, there's a spiritual aspect to it. There's a supernatural aspect to it. And that all involves our spirit man on the inside. It flows out from within, out of our spirit man. And so it's important as Christians to always remember to maintain a strong spirit. And, and so I want to talk to you today and share some scriptures about maintaining a strong spirit, why we maintain a strong spirit, and how we can maintain a strong spirit. Because God has rigged this life for us. Did you know that? It's rigged. For us to win. Amen. It's, you know, I, we have a church member, and uh, he's a great guy. And, but, but before he got saved, he was, he was a Thai, Thai boxer, Muay Thai. And, uh, but he had, a, he had an unusual role in, 
in the Muay Thai, the Thai boxing. He was paid to lose. <laughs> Amen. He was paid to lose. In other words, before he ever got in the ring, it was already determined who was going to win that fight, and it wasn't going to be him. And, you know, that's the way it is in the Christian life. God's already determined before the fight begins who's going to win. And his will is for you to win. Amen. And and we're we're to win in life. And that victory in life, that success in life, it all comes out of that spirit, man, on the inside. Walking in the spirit, living in the spirit, activating the, the spiritual truth that's alive on the inside of us. And, and you know, I, I just believe that, that God has rigged this life for us to win. It's already determined. And so we just have to settle that issue on the inside. Life is meant to be successful. Life is meant to be won in every affair of life, every situation of life. But, but how do we do that? You know, I want to read from Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14 through 16. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a good start, my friends. If you want to maintain a strong spiritual life, get before God. Amen. Amen. Pray. Bow your knee before God. I mean, when I, when I read that scripture, I think of, I, every time I think, humble myself before the Almighty God. Humble myself under the mighty hand of God, and He shall exalt you in due time. Amen. We have to come before God. We have to come before God with that humility. You're Lord. You're God. You know, many times we, we, we turn that around. Instead of saying, Lord, I'm before you. I humble myself before you. Lead me. Guide me. Show me your way. What is it? Your, what's your will for my life? We make our own choices and we ask God. We try to drag God along with us and say, God, bless this. Bless this. Help me here. Help me here. Instead of getting before God and saying, God, direct me. Show me. What is it, Lord? Amen. Show me your will. Make your path plain before me. And because that path is already blessed. Amen. And so part of maintaining a, a strong spirit and living that successful, victorious life is to, is to come before God humbly and yield our life to him and say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And so that's a good place to start. And then verse 15, from, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That's the, that, that, this prayer, Paul prayed by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So this is, this is the, the desire of God for our lives. This is something that we should be praying about also. God desires for the Christian to be strengthened by his spirit in the inner man. This, this is not a natural strength. It's not our own abilities. It's a supernatural strength. It's a spiritual strength that comes from God within our inner man. And so inside your spirit, God intends for you to be strong and stronger and stronger and stronger. Amen? And so this tells us that, that it is God's will for the one who, after they're born again, to continue to be strengthened in their spirit man on the inside, to continue to become strong in their spirit on, on, uh, on the inside. And, and so, so, so Paul prayed that the church would be strengthened with might, strengthened with might 
the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit on the inner man. So that means there has to be an activity of the Holy Spirit taking place within our inner man in order for that strength and that might, that supernatural power to take place and strengthen us on the inside. And, you know, this Paul prayed this by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wanted us to understand this truth. The Holy Spirit wanted us to realize even as a born-again, new creation, made the righteousness of God, it is possible to be strengthened in our spirit man, on the inner man. And so if it's possible to be strengthened and become stronger in the inner man, it, w- it makes sense to realize it's possible to become weak spiritually also. And, and like I said, you know, when, when, when Christians become weak in their spirit, the default mode is depending on their own ability, their own strength. And they begin to try to live a spiritual life, a supernatural life in their own strength and ability. And that's one reason why so many Christians are discouraged, confused, and frustrated. Because they're trying to live a spiritual life with natural abilities. And it, and it just doesn't work. I, trust me, I've tried it. It, it, it doesn't work. And, 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 you know, so we have to receive that strengthening, His might, by His Spirit in our inner man. And so I want to share some things along this line today. And I'm going to share basically two points. Why we should be strong in spirit and how we become strong in spirit. And I, and I, I truly believe you've, you've heard all these things before. But this is the word that the Lord put on my heart today. So we're going to share it. And we're going to go for it. Amen. And of course we see in the Bible, John the Baptist, it says he became strong in spirit. Luke 2.40, Jesus became strong in spirit. And so it's possible to become strong in spirit. I mean, think about that. Jesus Christ, b- born perfect, sinless, no sin nature, but yet he became strong in spirit. I mean, think about that. The Lord Jesus Christ himself became strong in spirit. Well, if he did, we must. Amen. And, and, and you know, God has made a way. Where it's possible for all of us. And, uh, and so let's, let's look at this. Why be strong in spirit? I want to share four reasons briefly why we should be strong in spirit. Number one, because faith is of the heart. We believe God out of our spirit man, out of our heart. Romans chapter 10 verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. With, so, so it says with the heart. One believes unto salvation, unto righteousness. With the heart, we believe unto healing. With the heart, we believe unto victory. What we believe in our heart will take us into all that God has for us. And so the life of faith is lived out of the heart, out of the spirit man. It's with the heart that we believe. If our heart is not strengthened, the, the life of faith becomes more difficult than it should be. But when our heart is strengthened, when our spirit man is strengthened, becomes strong, living the life of faith becomes more easy. You know, the life of faith should be natural for the Christian. But sometimes it's not. And I know because there's been times in my life where it wasn't and I realized that something's wrong. Amen. I'd like to be able to stand up here and tell you I've lived a perfect spiritual life all my life, but I just can't do it. Especially with my wife sitting here. <laughs> Amen. Now, if she wouldn't hear, we might have another story. No, just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're to live by faith. We're to walk by faith and not by sight. I mean, that we were created to live by faith. 
It should be one of the most natural, easy things for us. But yet we get back to that default mode of trying to do it in our own ability, trying to do it in the natural. And, 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 and so we need to continue to be strengthened within our spirit. We need to continue to strengthen that spirit man on the inside. The condition of our spirit affects our faith, affects our faith life, affects our faith walk. And so as we maintain a strong spirit, walking by faith becomes more natural and more easy. It's just a, it becomes a response. Because we're, 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 you know, when we're strong in spirit, we're living out of the spirit man also. You know, if you look in 1 John chapter 3, there's an interesting passage of Scripture, verses 18 through 22. It says in verse 18, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And so right away, he begins talking about the Christian living the Christian life. I mean, this is the basics of Christian life. Amen? How are we going to do that? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before God. Now it's talking about our heart. Right after it talks about living the Christian life, walking in love, walking in truth, it gets to the heart. Because it all comes and flows out of our spirit man on the inside. That we assure our hearts before Him. Amen. You know, that's, that should be the Christian life. We have confidence before God. Yes, amen. All the time. We have confidence before God. That's a strong spirit. Amen. Now, things in, things in life will happen to try to deter that, to try to uh, hinder us in that. But that's why we must maintain a strong spirit. Amen. amen. And then it goes on in verse 24. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Yes, he does. So still talking about the heart. This is written to Christians, if a heart condemns us. Well, there's reasons why a Christian's heart would condemn them. It shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it is. Sometimes they don't have a revelation of who they are in Christ. They're a new creation. They don't have the revelation that their spirit has been cleansed from an evil conscience. Their mind's not been renewed. But, but sometimes it's because they're trying to live that Christian life, that supernatural life in their own ability, and they're failing. And they feel guilty. Good Christians love God with all their heart, trying the best they can, but yet they don't succeed. And they begin to condemn themselves. I want to do right. I love God. I feel so terrible. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. In other words, God has the solution. Amen. God knows how to get you out of that situation, but it's dealing with the spirit of man. The heart of man here. And, and you know, it's, 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 a, it's a direct connection. Attitude and behavior and the heart. The spirit. And it goes on to say uh, in verse 21. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. The condition of our heart affects our faith. That's why we must maintain a strong spirit. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.16, to come to the throne of grace boldly with confidence. It's the same Greek word, confidence, in this verse. Amen. The ability to come before God with the throne of grace with confidence. Amen. That's a strong spirit. And so, number one reason why we should maintain a strong spirit is because faith is of the heart. 
It's out of the heart that we believe. And we are the just live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, amen. amen. So to live the Christian life of faith is to, is to we live it out of our spirit, man. And so the condition of our spirit affects our faith life. And everything's by faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We receive answers to our prayer by faith. We defeat the enemy by faith. We have the shield of faith to stop every fiery dart of the wicked one. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. That's the Christian life. And it's not meant to be difficult. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges. But that's why James said, when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you face various trials, count it all joy. Why? Because we know how this is going to end. We're believing God. Amen. The, the next phrase said, knowing that the testing of your faith gets back to faith. Amen. And so we have to live by faith. That, that is the Christian life. And I know that you know that in this church. But sometimes it becomes a challenge. It becomes more difficult because we're not maintaining that strong spirit. And we have to be so aware of this and not allow life to take over. Not allow schedule to take over. But we take over. We're in control by the direction of the Holy Spirit in obedience to His Word. And we're making the decisions. Not life. Not circumstances. And we spend time maintaining a strong spirit. Amen? Second reason why we need to maintain a strong spirit is because God leads us through our spirit. I mean, how wonderful is the Christian life to be led by the Holy Spirit on the inside? The God who knows everything. The God who knows what's going to happen this afternoon, tomorrow, next month, next year. You know, I'm thinking of a story. We were in Thailand about 10 years. God led us to go back. And I did second year of Ramah. My wife did first year of Ramah. And uh, before we went back, we were pastoring a church in northeast Thailand at the time. And we... uh, you know, God just began to deal with me, lead me by His Holy Spirit. Didn't know why at first. To We were training a ministry team to take over that church. And, and the, the, the Lord just said, speed it up. Increase the training. You got to move quicker. So I did that. And after I obeyed that leading of the Holy Spirit, the Lord began to speak in my heart by the Holy Spirit. When you come back from the States after studying another year, you will not be pastor of this church. Holy Spirit knows everything. And so that team that we trained up, I didn't tell them anything. I didn't, I didn't tell them, hey, I'm not coming back. <laughs> the Holy Spirit led me, don't say anything yet. And I found out later why. Because the, the, the lady I put in charge in my absence People didn't accept her. But they thought, well, it won't be long. Pastor Keith will be back. So we'll just be patient, tolerate, and wait. But before I got back, uh, John Oratai is her name, and the Holy Spirit proved herself, and they said, oh, we love a John Oratai. Amen. And then, then when I made the announcement, I'm not coming back, no problem. We got this lady you put in charge, Oratai. God is so smart. You know, life goes so much better when we're led by the Holy Spirit. He knows everything, and He's right inside your spirit. 
And if we maintain that strong spirit, it becomes more easy to be led by the Holy Spirit. Become, you become more sensitive to the things of the Spirit. And life becomes more easy. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so every child of God is to be led by the Spirit of God in all the affairs of life. Thank God we, we learned that. Amen. Verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. You know, God has rigged life for us to win. Part of that system, He put Himself by His Holy Spirit inside of us. And He knows everything. He knows what's going to happen. He can get you ready. He can prepare you. And by the Holy Spirit, you will be where you need to be, when you need to be there, prepared to do what you need to do every time. Amen. 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 Every time. Every time. Amen. That's my goal. I wish I was perfect at it. I'm not going to lie to you, but I'm getting there. Better and better. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to get there more and more. Praise God. You know, I took a trip to India years ago. Matter of fact, people teased, teased me. A month after we got married, we took a mission trip to India. So they gave me a hard time. You taking your wife for a honeymoon to India? And I thought, no, no, no. We, we did a honeymoon already. We're going, we're going there for ministry. But you know, the Holy Spirit started dealing with me before we left the States to buy a certain Bible, specific uh, publisher, specific color, and specific translation. And I thought it was just me. Because I don't like that translation. <laughs> and so I finally realized, wait a minute, if it was me, I would never think to buy that. And then the Holy Spirit led me to buy two of Brother Hagin's books, The Authority of the Believer and The Name of Jesus. And I thought, well, I got those books already. So I just ignored it. And uh, plus, we had just been married shortly, and I thought, well, I've got to spend my money differently now. <laughs> Man, you get married, you can't live like a single anymore. <laughs> if you don't know that. <laughs> Amen. And so we, I just thought, no, no, no. But I realized, no, this is the Holy Spirit. To make a long story short, our last day in India, we were in New Delhi at the airport waiting to fly out. Our flights were all messed up. We lost our flight. They said, you're not going to get it on a flight. Just go back to your hotel. But the Lord let us to don't wait. And so about time to run to the gate, they came over and said, come, come, quick, quick, quickly. You, you get on this flight. But while we were waiting for that flight, an American guy walked up to me, young man, you know, graduated, wants to track the world and experience the world and all this. And uh, he came up to me and asked this strange question and all this stuff, but I better hurry up with this. But... Uh, and he asked me if I had some uh, receipts for exchanging money. And I'm like, why do you want that? I said, are you Christian? Are you a Christian? Well, I was when I left the United States. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> but I've discovered in my journeys that there are more than one supernatural power. And so I said, well, you grew up in church? Yeah, well, you remember in... 
children's church and all that, the stories about Moses and Pharaoh and the serpent and the, the, the rod he cast it down, turned into a serpent. Pharaoh's magicians had a rod that turned into a serpent. The devil's got power. Yeah, there's more than one power in this world, but you need to know God and the devil is the only choice. And I say, if you remember the story, Moses' rod ate up Pharaoh's rod. God's power is greater. That's the one you want to choose. And his eyes just got bigger. I told him more stories about you know, all this. His eyes got bigger and bigger. I said, do you have a Bible? Because I'm wondering, we're, we're at the airport leaving India. Did I miss God buying this Bible and these books? And so I asked him, do you have a Bible? He said, well, I had one when I left, but I gave it away. <laughs> Somebody needed it more than I did is what he said. I said, well, I got one. It's brand new. I'll give it to you if you'll read it. He said, okay. I pulled it out and gave it to him. He just looked at me and said, this is the exact Bible I had. Same color, publisher, translation, when I left the States. I said, God led me to buy this for you. It's brand new. He knew your situation before I ever left the United States. He was thinking about you. He was caring about you. He was planning to reach into your life and help you. And I said, here's two books. You need to read these, which is perfect for his situation because he's dealing with demonic powers, the name of Jesus and the authority of the believer. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is so wonderful. He wants to help us so much. But we've got to maintain that strong spirit. Because he leads us through our spirit man on the inside. Amen. When we maintain that strong spirit and are led by the Holy Spirit, we'll be where we need to be, when we need to be there, prepared to do what we need to do. That's, that's the Christian life. That's the spiritual life. That's the supernatural life. We can't do that in the natural. But we can do it. By the Holy Spirit. And all of this involves not the mind, but the spirit of man. That's right. Come on. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Third reason why we need to maintain a strong spirit is because we are to uh, walk out of the spirit. That's right. Amen. We're to live life out of the spirit of man. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is written to Christians. So Christians have lust of the flesh. Oh no, no, not me. I'm spiritual. Well, you're more spiritual than Apostle Paul. <laughs> he had to crucify his flesh. Amen. Every day. First Corinthians nine twenty seven. Amen. And and, and and so but we're to live, walk in the spirit. To live out of the spirit man on the inside by the Holy Spirit in us. And a lot of times Christians turn this scripture around. Don't walk in the flesh, then you'll walk in the spirit. And they put the emphasis on the flesh. And they get back in the natural. Trying to control the flesh by the flesh and they're confused why they're not succeeding. And so the emphasis is the spirit man. Keep that spirit man strong. And you'll walk out of that spirit man. The fruit of the Spirit will manifest. You'll be able to control the flesh. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, when it talks about being led by the Spirit, if you look at the context, it's really talking about how the Holy Spirit will lead us to live the Christian life, to lead us to live a path of righteousness, to walk in righteousness. Verse 13 says that by the Spirit we put to death the deeds of the body. 
It's by the Holy Spirit leading, leading you in your spirit that you put to death the deeds of the body and live that spiritual life. But so many times we try to put to death those deeds of the flesh with our own ability. No, that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. Christians love God. Oh, they love God so much. They want to do this. They want to please God. They want to be successful. But without realizing it, they're trying to do it out of their own ability. And they're confused, frustrated, discouraged. But thank God, God has the answer. Amen. We're to live and walk out of our spirit man. A fourth reason why we should maintain a strong spirit is because the condition of our spirit man will set the boundaries for our lives. Amen. Proverbs 4.23 Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. Maintain that spirit man. Strong spirit man on the inside. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, out of your spirit man, spring or flow the issues of life. This word issues in the, in the Hebrew, it's also used to speak of boundaries. And life will flow out of the spirit man on the inside. How far can that flow? There are boundaries established. How far are we going to go spiritually? How far are we going to go in our spiritual life? And it's all determined on how well we maintain our spirit man and its spiritual strength on the inside. How well we keep our heart with all diligence. You have to be intentional. You have to be diligent. It's not going to happen because we want it to. It's not going to happen because it's just what we desire. It's not going to happen automatically. We have to have a determined effort to keep our heart. How do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because that's our next point. How do we maintain a strong spirit? Amen. And so first thing we can do is very simple. By feeding on God's Word every day. You know, God is so smart. One thing I realize, and I'm sure you have too, God has so much wisdom. He asks us to do one thing, but it it multiplies. It just keeps unfolding. Just doing that one thing produces more and more and more. So many different aspects of our lives is affected by just doing the one thing. Spend time in God's Word. Amen. Of course, we know Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Jesus was being tempted of the devil and he said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. That's how we live our lives. Well, our life is a spiritual life. Yes. There's a natural aspect, of course, but there's a spiritual side. The Christian life is not meant to be lived in the natural only. And how are we going to do that? By feeding on the Word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, everybody's going to live life whether they have God's Word or not. But they're going to live a natural life. What Jesus is speaking of here is not a natural life. Every man shall live. You're going to live the life that God has for you to live. How? By the Word of God. And as food nourishes and strengthens our physical body, the Word of God nourishes and strengthens our spirit man. Amen. 
You know, sometimes I like to say it this way. You know, you compare our spirit to the cell phone battery. We all have grown accustomed to that cell phone. It's so important to us. And we forget to charge it in the morning. We rush out so busy in the morning, this, that, and the other. And we thought, oh no, the battery's half dead. We use it, because we, we have to use it, we have to use it, we have to use it, we use it, use it. It gets deader and deader. <laughs> By noon, maybe one o'clock if we're lucky, we're talking to somebody, oh, 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 oh my battery's going out, sorry. What, 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 what? And it dies. And sometimes that's the way people's spiritual experience is in life. In the morning, though, hallelujah, God is good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> By 10 o'clock, <clears throat> get a little, start to get a little bit agitated. By 1 o'clock, stay away from them. <laughs> Their battery is dead. <laughs> Amen. We don't want to be a half-day Christian. We want to be an all-day Christian. Amen. We want to stay charged up, full of the Holy Spirit, excited about life, a blessing and encouragement to others until we get back home and go to bed. Especially when we get back home. (laughs) Amen. How are you going to do it? How are you going to stay charged up? By the Word of God. The Word of God, we know, contains His power and His life. And when we sow His Word into our spirit man, and we water that Word, we begin to speak that Word, confess that Word over our lives, we become strong, more strong, more strong, more strong. Amen. We don't have to look for a plug to plug into. If we meditate and study God's Word, confess God's Word over our life, that Word gets inside of us and it explodes. It becomes a part of our inner being. We don't have to look for a plug to plug in somewhere. We just start opening our mouth. Speaking God's Word. Confessing God's Word. And when somebody is unkind to us, says something that doesn't bless us so much. We just smile and say, praise the Lord, God loves you anyway. Amen. Amen. We can react out of the spirit man, not out of the flesh. Amen. When they just get mean to you, you just smile. So you know, brother, God loves you. But you know, I found out a long time ago why people do that, because I used to be that way. Before I was saved, I was the guy you did not want to be around. I'd get in the grocery store line, cashier, and mom would look around, have her daughter or son, pull close to him. No, no, stay away from that one. We don't know about him. That's what, that, that was life. I had nothing good to say about anything or anybody, including myself. But once God changed the inside, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Because you kept putting God's Word in. Kept putting God's Word in. Kept putting God's Word in every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Keep putting God's Word in. And I begin to change. My outlook, my attitudes... My perspective begin to change. My words begin to change. 
Instead of being angry and wanting to get revenge and attack back, I felt compassion. I wanted to bless them. I wanted to help them. I wanted to encourage them. Amen. That's the word of that's that's the word of God making us strong on the inside. Thank God for His word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, people come to me, they're struggling in life, they want help, they want counsel, and I always point them back to the Word of God. They say, where do I start? I said, open the Bible. Pick any place. Every word has its power in his life. If you've got a passage that has spoken to you in a special way in the past, encourage you, start there. If they have a specific issue, then we might give them specific scriptures. You know, people come to me, and I've got a problem with my faith. No, you don't have a problem with your faith. You've got a problem with the Word. Amen. Because the faith comes from the Word. Oh, yeah. If you want to fix your faith problem, get in the Word of God. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And they're like, it's that simple? I say, it's that simple. Just get in the Word of God. The power of God's Word. The life of God and His Word will begin to work inside of you. And the change will take place inside. You don't have to get tired and discouraged from trying to create that change from the outside. Amen. Charge your battery every morning. Amen. Get in the Word of God. Read God's Word. Meditate God's Word. Speak God's Word. Confess God's Word over your life. Amen. The second way that we maintain a strong spirit is by praying in tongues every day. Amen. Amen. That's the purpose, one purpose of praying in tongues. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, of course we know it. He who speaks in a tongue does what? Edifies himself, builds himself up. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So when we pray in tongues, that's a supernatural communication by the Holy Spirit with God. Praying in tongues is an activity that involves our spirit man. And that's why the spirit man is edified and strengthened. It's a supernatural interaction with the creator of the universe, with God Almighty. Amen. Flowing out of our spirit to God by the Holy Spirit. That'll charge you up. That'll strengthen you. Amen. Pray in tongues every day, every opportunity. You know, I don't want to be crude, but I'll just be honest. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I walk to the bathroom. Amen. Walk to the car. You know, one time I was at the Bible school in Bangkok. I was walking to the bathroom. Started praying in tongues. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke on the inside. Our worship director, who was from Nagaland, India, the Holy Spirit spoke on the inside. He's going to go back to Nagaland. Oh, okay. Well, I knew. I could prepare. I could get ready. And, uh, you know, praying in tongues helps us to live that supernatural, that spiritual aspect of life by the Spirit of God. When we pray in tongues, we strengthen ourselves. We build ourselves up. Ask yourself the question, how much, how often 
do you pray in tongues? Or do you get stuck in the trap of life? So busy, too busy for spiritual life, maintaining spiritual strength. You know, I tell people over there all the time, if you're too busy to go to church, if you're too busy to pray, if you're too busy to read your Bible, you're doing something God does not want you to do. Because God is not going to give you so much to do, you don't have time for Him. You don't, you don't have time for His Word. You don't have time to pray. That is not God. I also tell them, if God can't make you rich in six days, He can't make you rich in seven. <laughs> See you Sunday. <laughs> Amen. I mean, we've got to get our priorities straight. You know, we hear all these wonderful things about life. Jesus, God, Christianity, the abundant life. Jesus came to give us the abundant life. Where is it? Starts in here. It all starts in here. Everything God does in our life starts in the spirit man. It flows out from that spirit man. Strong spirit, strong life. Weak spirit, weak life. Amen. And I believe I'm looking at a bunch of people, strong spirit, amen? Amen. We're not going to be weak, amen? Amen. We're going to stay strong in our spirit, man. We're going to overcome. We're going to walk in victory. We're going to receive what God has for us. We're going to do all that God wants us to do. The devil can't stop us. No one can stop us. Nothing and no one, amen? Because we are on a mission for God. Of course, we know Jude, verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we pray in tongues, we edify ourselves, our spirit man, build up our spirit man. <clears throat> but it says here, it connects it to our faith. Building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Your faith becomes stronger. Amen. Well, it makes sense. If, our, if we believe with the heart and our spirit man is strong, that's going to affect our faith in a positive way. Amen. And so, let me encourage you. Pray in tongues every day. If you have to, go to bed earlier. Get up earlier. Make time. Amen. But it's not just a prayer time in the morning. All throughout the day, look for those opportunities. Just start praying in tongues. Driving down the road, praying in tongues. But you got to be a little careful with that one. <laughs> get too excited the foot gets heavy you don't know it policeman pulled me over one time I couldn't tell him I was praying in tongues just sorry sir give me the ticket <clears throat> got so excited I thought it's worth it I'll pay the ticket amen then I realized wait a minute wait a minute wait a bit God can help me avoid that ticket so <clears throat> we can pray in tongues and go to the speed limit <clears throat> Amen. The third thing we can do to maintain a strong spirit is pray the Ephesians prayer that we begin with. Ephesians chapter 3. That prayer is in the Bible for you. Holy Spirit is telling us how we can pray for others, but how we can pray for ourselves also. Pray that prayer over yourself. Pray it every day. Pray it often. Amen. 
Believe the Ephesians 3 prayer as you pray. Let's look at that again. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We come humbly before God. Amen. God, I need you. God, I'm trusting in you. God, I'm looking to you. God, I believe in you. God, all that I need, you, Jesus, you have it. I come before you in prayer. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant to you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Pray that prayer for yourself. This is a prayer God will answer. Because it's a prayer that comes from the Holy Spirit. He will answer this prayer. He'll answer it for you. Amen. Pray it for yourself. Pray it so much, you don't have to look at the Bible anymore. It's in here. Pray it out. Amen. Father God, I thank you that you are strengthening me in my spirit, man, with your might, with your power, by your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father. I'm stronger today. I'll be stronger today than I was yesterday. I thank you, Father God. At one o'clock, I'll still be full of joy. I thank you, Father. At five o'clock, I'll still be full of joy. I thank you, Father. When I get home, I'll still be full of joy. The dog will be happy. The wife will be happy. The children will be happy. Life will be good. Amen. That's the Christian life. It's meant to be lived out of the spirit man on the inside. We must maintain a strong spirit. Amen. Make a choice today to be strong in spirit. It's your choice. God doesn't force us into this, but he makes available every avenue by which we can become strong in spirit and maintain that strong spirit. And then life is a joy. You can count it all joy. You can be happy. You can enjoy life. When the storms of life come, you start rejoicing. You'll stand strong. You'll not be shaken. You'll not be moved. Amen. When challenges come, faith arises. Amen. When challenges come, the leading of the Holy Spirit directs you. Amen. Because you're strong on the inside. Amen. Well, thank God for His Word and for His Holy Spirit. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for allowing us to come and share the Word of God with you. We love all of you. Uh, we pray for you, and we thank you for being a part of what we're doing in, uh, in the world today, in, in Thailand, and, and uh, Myanmar, and looking at other places also. But, but just thank you so much. God bless you. We love you. In Thai, we say, Okay. <laughs>